Hello and welcome to another edition of Only in Illinois, your weekly recap from Reboot Illinois. I'm Madeline Dubeck, here with Matt Dietrich, and this week we wanted to tell you about a terrific event we had at St. Xavier University with uh, the Southland Chamber of Commerce and 10 other chambers from the general south suburban vicinity, and it really was an eye-opening event, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, we heard from a lot of different speakers who have been affected by the state budget crisis in a lot of different ways. Um, they included uh, Chamber of Commerce representatives, of right. course. Um, we had a representative from St. Xavier talking about how lack of MAP grants has uh, hobbled. Affected and, private universities, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, director of a drug rehab center uh, just a, a really wide array of people and you know if you think the budget crisis is not having an impact uh, you really need to listen to some of these stories so right. here are a few excerpts from what uh, our speakers had to say tonight at this really good forum. What you see here and what you see around the Illinois area right now are chambers of commerce and business and civic organizations coming together and really calling for an end to the political stalemate that's going on in our state capital right now because it's hurting small businesses, it's hurting nonprofits, it's hurting college students, it's hurting local communities, and really it's nonsense and there's no reason for it. And there's no reason why our elected officials from both sides of the aisle can't begin working together and working to really revive the Illinois economy. Mike and I were driving out here today and there was a sign, maybe you've seen it, I haven't seen it before because I don't come out this way all that often, but it was a sign promoting Indiana and it essentially said come to Indiana where we have a balanced budget. You know what, that, it, it's truly pathetic that other states are using our fiscal issues uh, to hurt and lure Illinois businesses out of this great state. So what I hope to see is that we can come together, a business or a nonprofit that loses its funding or loses its clients or its customers, it doesn't matter if that business owner is a Republican, it doesn't matter if that business owner or nonprofit is a Democrat, it doesn't matter if a college student is in the Green Party or any other party, they're being hurt by this budget impasse and by the inability of our Illinois politicians to solve the issues that are facing our state. So, so we all need to come together as all these chambers have done tonight and mobilize and act up and so we want to not just whine and complain and feel sorry for ourselves but actually share a few thoughts with you about how you can take some action yourselves. We Typically, um, we'll enroll around 4,500 students throughout the course of one academic year. And of that group, 45% of them are eligible for the state MAP grant. This amounts to $5 million that our institution is waiting on behalf of our students. They are um, students who are of low financial means. So these are students that we can't just turn, and turn to them and say, well, the state isn't coming through. You need to come up with... The, the amount that they're not paying and you need to pay this tuition because they can't do it. So as an institution, we have been shouldering that burden for the last 10 months. As a private not-for-profit university, Robert Morris is solely relying on our tuition. We do not get any support from the state in terms of our operating income. So that makes this 
all the more important that our students are funded with their grants so that they can pay their tuition so that we can continue to employ and educate the citizens of Illinois. Hi, good evening to everybody. I'm the owner and manager of Dispose All Waste Services. We are a uh, commercial, industrial, and sometimes residential roll-off provider. So for those of you that aren't familiar with the waste business, I'm going to give you a little bit of background because it plays in pretty significantly into how we're affected um, by the state. We basically provide roll-off dumpsters uh, primarily to wrecking and roofing companies, but also to large-scale contractors. And So how does this connect to the state of Illinois? We currently have a contract with the state of Illinois. Uh, that's valued at over a million dollars worth of work. Um, the state has the money. Uh, it was a pre-planned project, but they can't cut the checks. Therefore, we've had to quit working on the project. Um, and to give you an idea of what that translates to in real terms, that's two full-time employees that we could have um, on staff right now. On average, our truck drivers, our roll-off drivers, make um, around $50,000 a year in addition to benefits that we provide. Um, so that's two full-time employees that we are unable to hire um, as a result of that contract. In addition to that single contract, uh, we also have two other projects that we are subcontractors for. So for those of you familiar with the construction industry, oftentimes we come into state projects with other bidders and other contractors uh, who do even larger projects or sometimes smaller projects for the state. So we currently have two other projects. Um, that we are subcontractors for, the bids have been approved. Uh, each of those projects is valued at over $15,000, um, so that's $30,000 worth of, of um, income for us. Um, but more importantly, that's another driver that we would be able to hire, again, with a salary of $50,000 a year. Um, those three projects in particular stand out, not to mention the countless other projects that we'd be able to bid on or come in on with other contractors as subcontractors. Um, and so when we look at our uh, business, uh, we're significantly impacted uh, by the state's inability to, to pass a budget. Um, and the way that we look at it as a family-owned business and one that really prides ourselves um, on the closeness of our employees and our customer service, that's three drivers uh, that we can't hire. It's actually a driver that we had to let go um, because we simply uh, couldn't afford to, to continue to pay their salary without um, the state meeting their obligation uh, to pay us. We oftentimes are in a position where we can hire five to seven seasonal employees, and, and this year uh, we've only been able to hire two. If you've been watching TV or following the news, you're uh, keenly aware of what's been happening in communities all around Chicago and the, and the suburbs, and that's the problem with heroin and heroin and other opioids. Uh, those, uh, about a, a third of the people that are trying to get into treatment with us are using heroin or other opioids. Again, when people can't get into treatment, they continue to do what they're doing. Uh, Unfortunately, some of those people end up dead, and we've had our share of those people. There's nothing like getting a call from a mother or a spouse or someone saying, you, would you take Johnny off the waiting list? He passed from a heroin overdose, and that happens. Illinois has, uh, over the last eight years, has been steadily decreasing the funding available for addiction treatment services. For the last eight years, we've dealt with our... We, our state funding to provide those services decreased from about $1.2 million a year to, in FY16, it's, that figure is going to be uh, $600,000. Now, that's a, a, another significant reduction that they put out in the contract from what they had done in, in 15, but that's what we got in a contract. Uh, so they've, uh, the budget impasse has, uh, has really compounded the problem. 
um, treatment providers are not getting paid for the services that they're providing to those people that don't have the ability to pay. You would think that if you were doing business with the state and you went into a bank and you had contracts to provide services that they would, you're good to go. They do not want to give lines of credit on those contracts. One of the problems is the language in the contracts is that it's their obligation to pay really is contingent upon an appropriation. Well, if there's no appropriation, folks, you may or may not get paid, and that's what we're, what we're faced with. So. We're appealing to anybody. We're appealing to the governor. We're appealing to the leadership. We're appealing to the rank-and-file legislators to step up and do something about trying to resolve the, the problem. Hello, my name is Patty Cunningham, and I am a co-owner of Paramount EO Crest Lighting. We have 116 employees within three locations, New Lenox, Chicago, and Woodridge. In 2016, we have over $3 million worth of projects held in limbo awaiting Illinois budget, so final contractors can be awarded. If the budget isn't passed soon, we, Paramonio, Crest Lighting, risk these projects being shelved or permanently canceled. This hurts Illinois citizens and its businesses. St. Xavier finds itself in a tough spot, probably the toughest spot it's ever found itself in its uh, history, long, long history. Um, we have 1,602 students who receive MAP funding right now, and there's a lot of people who don't understand that private university students do indeed get MAP funding, and I think there's a question on why does the state fund private students. My explanation to people is that the funding follows the student. So if Joe comes to us from ISU and he's getting MAP money, the MAP money then comes to St. Xavier. If Joe leaves St. Xavier and goes to ISU, that money then follows him to ISU. So it's not necessarily about the, the institution receiving the money. It's really the student receiving the money. So our um, piece of that budget uh, right now is $6.6 .6 that our students are owed. Our students also are some of the most needy in the state so mission for St. Xavier is, um, is paramount. So it is our mission to serve this underprivileged population. 95% of our students receive some sort of financial aid, um, and it's our mission. So we continue to open our doors to the neediest students. We talk about um, you know, how this impacts a university as a business. So this is how the, the budget's affecting business. Universities really do need to run like a business. So when you look at who's employed, um, You've got college towns, much like the steel mills in Detroit. You put a college town, you know, a college out of work, you're putting a town out of work. And so at St. Xavier, we have roughly 750 to 770 employees. Um, we're not just talking about students, we talk about employees. And also, uh, universities are economic engines. We are drivers uh, of the future of this state. So if students aren't going to come here to Illinois to be educated, they're going somewhere else, and likely they stay in that state and that's where they spend their tax dollars, and that's where they raise their children, and that's where they buy their homes. So um, the university piece is a huge piece of, of the discussion when it comes to business, when it comes to education, and the future of Illinois. So thank you. I mean, there are common sense proposals on everything from pension reform to workers' compensation reform that neither side wants to embrace. They just don't want to do it because it's easier to use it as a political football. So when I think about the person who has to go home, it, it, it really upsets me and say to their family, I no longer have a job because people in Springfield can't do theirs. It's pathetic. Uh, you know, most people now don't read news unless they get a recommendation from a friend on Facebook. 
So let's start recommending that everyone reach out to their lawmakers and put some pressure on them. Thanks so much for coming this evening. Thank you. Thank you, David. That's it for this week's edition. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next edition of Only 